Hey guys, my name is Adil Ashraf and you're listening to the Mess Student Wellbeing Series. Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast. And today we'll be talking about USMLE Step One: how to prepare for it, how to build a good and sustainable study schedule, and some important resources amongst other topics. And for that, we have with us a very special guest, Zuka Zalishvili. He is the founder of Zusemli, which is an online tutoring platform for USMLE aspirants, and he's also my senior in medical school. So, hey Zuka, and welcome to the podcast. Hey Adil, thank you so much for having me here. It's it's an honor. Thank you so much for being a guest. And also, uh, can you tell us a bit about yourself in few words? Mm-hmm. As you already mentioned to our listeners, uh, I am uh, a fifth-year medical uh, student. I'm a senior at the same program as you. And I am going to pursue the medical residency in the United States. I have taken both USMLE Step 1 and USMLE Step 2 CK, so now I am trying to prepare for Step 3 as well as uh, my CV and resume for the residency. Mm. Uh, in terms of my, my hobbies, I really, really like TV shows. I like podcasting and I love music. Hmm. I love music. I think I should have said music the first. <laughs> <laughs> That's really nice. And you know, like before we start talking about the whole, you know, USMLE prep and all that. So uh, let's backtrack a bit and like talk about like, you know, what were your like, you know, purpose for going through this whole USMLE route? When I first entered the medical school, I had no idea about the USMLE exams. However, I knew that I wanted to pursue my residency in uh, the United States because mm-hmm. I knew back at that time that the medical education, the quality is really, really high. The stakes are very high. And I wanted to be uh, like they're practicing medicine. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the main driving force. And then when I got myself to know these exams, well, of course, I decided to take them because as we know, nobody can practice medicine in the U.S. unless they have taken mm. the U.S. Assembly step exam. So that's basically it. Normally, you know, we are supposed to give a step one exam by the fourth or fifth year. So my question is, when did you give your step one exam? And, you know, more importantly, like for which year do you start preparing for step one? I took my step one in the middle of the fourth year. Mm. And personally, I think that this is the best time to take step one uh, given the schedule of our program, because uh, this is approximately the time when we finish the modules and yeah. we are going to the clerkships, medical yeah. clerkships, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of end of the basic knowledge and the modules, and then we go to the clinical part, which corresponds with uh, to the mm-hmm. step to CK. Yeah, so I took my step one in the middle of the fourth year, but as for the preparation, I started preparing for this exam approximately two years before, before, oh, years before. I took step oh. one. So, yeah, so it was on my second year, hmm. as I remember. How did you like, you know, start preparing? Like, did you start like doing along with your subjects? Like, is that what you did? Like with the subjects, you start like, doing a bit of step one questions and... Yeah, so along the path of my step one preparation, I have used many resources Mm. and most of them were question banks. Mm. And this is exactly what I did. So I, for example, if I was covering 
cardiology module in the university, I was also doing the questions from the cardiology. Mm. And I usually was trying to fit my questions with the first aid section that I was covering at that time. Mm. And I think this approach gives us a strong foundation in mm. the subject that we are doing the questions in. Because the one thing is to know something, but another thing is to actually use that knowledge in questions, right? Mm. Because USMLEs are a question-based exam. This is not an oral exam. Nobody's there. I mean, th there's no person. <laughs> yeah. So it's computerized. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it's so true because like you know, normally, even if you know some concept very well, but they can ask you in a way that you know they might test you know how well you know that topic, and they might twist the question a bit. And by practicing question, I feel like it really helps how to like you know do these questions on the exam. Absolutely, absolutely, I agree. Yeah. Let's talk about resources. So, which resources did you use that were like you know highly beneficial, and which resources were not that you know useful for you? Mm -hmm. I will try not to advertise for or against the different resources. <laughs> However, I also want to, <laughs> I also want to help to our mm -hmm. listeners on yeah. their path as much as I can. And I would say that uh, first aid. Well, everybody I think knows that first aid is the best resource mm -hmm. in terms of the foundational knowledge. Yeah. And I have also used Golian pathology book for my pathology review i think that's that's a really really good book uh, because it's small it's concise and i think it's it's doable in the preparation mm. time for step one and also, otherwise uh, I, I mean sorry to interrupt but like i was thinking you know like how to use gaulian in the dedicated period or is it like before the dedicated period you use Gaulian? Because I feel like Gaulian is like it's like it's a pretty you know dense book. So what do you suggest? Like should I do it with the dedicated period, or like before the dedicated period? Mm -hmm. That's a good question, and b because it also brings me to another point, I would recommend to our listeners that they concentrate on only the U world and first aid if they need to in the dedicated period. In other words, what I'm trying to say is that Golian and all the other resources that we'll talk about today should preferably be covered before the dedicated period. So I finished my Golian before I started doing UWorld. And also, along the course of reading Golian, I was doing several question banks. I have done the Kaplan question bank. Mm -hmm. And USMLERX, I think they are really, really good question banks. However, I personally feel like they sometimes they are not as clinical as step one. So they are more oriented on the basic hmm. sciences. And speaking of basic sciences and the clinical knowledge that's tested on step one, I think that the best question bank for this combination is the emboss actually because MBOS questions have this basic knowledge part and also they are highly highly clinical mm -hmm. so i would really suggest people listening to us that they use emboss as much as they can hmm. and what about like the other question banks which did you which material did you use to like you know learn the topics mm -hmm. for 
the reading material, well, first aid was the main resource once again. I did Golian for pathology and we also said that. And otherwise, I have watched the videos mostly. I think many, many people know Pathoma and I love Pathoma. Yeah. <laughs> he explains pathology yeah. really well. That's true. And, That's very um, true. I would like to, yeah, I, I would like to recommend to everybody to check out Pathoma. It's really good. I have also listened to Boards and Beyonds yeah. by Dr. Dr. Uh, Ryan because, yeah, I think he's amazing. He explains all the necessary topics and he has a very, very good way of explaining this and showing this on the slides. Mm -hmm. And it's very modern too, right? So it's yeah, uh, like, for example, Pathoma has been there on the market for mm -hmm. so long time, but Boards and Beyonds yeah. is new and i think it's adjusting to yeah, the i think like you know if, like you know if you combine like bnb and pathoma it's like a really good like you know resource because i think uh, bnb is more like you know he gives all the necessary details and then pathoma has an interesting way of like you know telling us the information which like you know sticks in the head kind absolutely of yeah absolutely yes yeah. and also uh you know i remember you had mentioned about like you know how you liked uh watching dr lionel for uh, uh pharmacology Dr. Lionel Raymond is uh, one of the best people I've ever got to know. <laughs> when I was preparing for step one, as you mentioned, I was watching his biochemistry videos and pharmacology videos, and I was very grateful for, for his lessons. So I emailed him, but I had no hope that he would answer <laughs> me because <laughs> I, <laughs> I was thinking... Probably there are like hundreds and thousands of such mm -hmm. students emailing him. So he would probably not answer me, but he did answer. And he asked me to send my step one score mm -hmm. report if I was okay with this um, after taking my step one. And I promised him that I would. So when I took my step one and I got my score, I sent it to him. And he sent me a very, very warm email with his... Mm -hmm. Great sense of humor. I, I adore his sense <laughs> yeah, of humor. Yeah, actually, you know, that's one of the best thing in his videos, you know, like, you know, that's why I like his Kaplan videos so much because, you know, he makes these jokes in the middle of the videos which just makes it, like, you know, fun <laughs> kind of thing. Exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, I think, like, he's a very great resource, like, if you're doing pharmacology because, like, it just really feels like, you know, it feels one-on-one, -on -one, basically, when, when you're watching the video, it feels like it's like one-on-one -on -one kind of conversation with the professor and I don't know, it's a very good resource. Like normally people don't like to watch his thing because they find it kind of long compared to Sketchy Farm. But I feel like it's a really good resource if you have time. I agree. I totally agree. And let me tell you one thing. When I was preparing for step one and when I was bored with doing the U-World <laughs> because when you do U-World for like eight and nine hours per day, it's it's it becomes boring. Let's be honest. And then I would I I would stand on my treadmill and I would take my laptop in front of my <laughs> treadmill and I would watch Dr. Lionel Raymond explaining to me. So his lessons are associated with very, very warm memories for me. Like, uh, he, he's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And, you know, like coming to the dedicated part of the, coming to the, dedicated part of the step one, what is the routine like? I believe, you know, a good routine is like, you know, important for every exam. And now when you talk about step one, which is like really one of the hardest exams, medical school, how do you develop a good routine for such an exam? Mm -hmm. 
I agree. Having a good routine is a big contributor to a good score. And this is not only about step one, but step two CK in any serious exam, right? For my routine, I used to write my routine before dedicated period. I did it for step two CK as well. And I tell this to everybody who asks me this question. I live the healthiest life <laughs> when I am preparing for some kind of exam. Because when, I'm, when I used to prepare for either step one or step two CK, I had the dedicated period for workout, for mm-hmm. morning walks, evening walks, the listening to podcasts. And plus, I was doing the world. But <laughs> once the exam is over, then I go back to not exercising, <laughs> not going out. So I, I really would suggest... To, pe- to our listeners that they take their time to make their own schedule. And I would also recommend to include something that they like personally, whether it's walking, jogging, TV shows or something. Like, please don't think that dedicated period is just the U world in the cave, right? So it's not being in the cave. Hmm. Uh, I think maintaining the communication with the world either through like tv shows or like social media in a like, estimated time mm. period it is really important yeah. because the main challenge in the dedicated period is to try not to burn out and mm. it's very easy to burn out. we do your world all day long 24 7 mm. yeah yeah and you know like what was your like normal day like in dedicated period like you know what is the like normal like what is to like in the morning and then you know so on mm-hmm. so i would get up i would go for the morning workout and morning walk then i would come back take a shower and have a breakfast and then i would do the u world mm-hmm. uh, so either one or two sessions with the review and then in the evening i would go out for an evening walk and in the evening walk I will listen to some kind of podcast for that particular exam, either step one or step two CK. And uh, yeah, so mo- mostly that was it. So my day mm. w- used to end with the podcast and the <laughs> evening walk. Yeah, that must have been like, a, like you know, a very highly productive time in life, you know, like the preparation for these exams. And... <laughs> yes. Yeah. And yes. You know, and yeah. I... Right? I don't know. Continue. I, I was saying that preparation period for both step one and step two CK, as well as the days of these exams, are one of the best periods of my life. And when I say this, people sometimes <laughs> laugh at me or don't take me serious because <laughs> they think that I'm trying to be show off or something. But really, like, honestly, mm. These preparation periods are associated with so many warm memories for me that I always remember them w- with like joy and pleasure. Wow. So That's it was really nice. nice. Yeah. And uh, you know, like you know, how long was your dedicated period? Like normally, I think people take like two to eight weeks, like depending on you know their schedule and stuff. So how was your dedicated period? Like how long was it for? If I remember correctly, my dedicated period was approximately one and a half month or approximately two months. Hmm. And, uh, you know, normally, like, you know, there's a lot of stress, you know, like, as you mentioned, like, there's a lot of, you know, 
you had to do a lot of coping mechanisms for the stress so what was your biggest de-stressor i think before i went into the like before i went to the prometric center i was thinking that time would be a big challenge because we know that step one is an eight hour long exam mm-hmm. right so yeah. seven blocks and one hour of tutorial and the break and i thought i would not be able to maintain my a game along the course of eight hours but then i realized during the exam that when you are completely in the in the questions and completely in the blocks you don't realize how fast the time flies and then just in a second you feel like everything's like you see that everything is over <laughs> and then you just come out so yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, that's what, like, you know, like, normally people don't talk about it a lot. What was the main thing that you went, you know, in your head, like, during the exam? And how do you feel after the exam? So, like, how was the test day experience? Amazing. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> when I, now I'm, uh, now I'm, like, recalling the mm-hmm. uh, pictures of the test day in my head. And it was, like, a sunny day. And it was a family trip. So, I took my mm-hmm. step one in Armenia. And mm-hmm. I went there with my whole family. Uh, and so w- when i woke up in that morning i did some cardio workout and some yoga i always do that before exam because i feel like i need to awaken my body and mind this is my routine before exams and then i went on the exam when i came out although i was exhausted and worn out we had amazing time my sister and i sisters and i had like pepperoni pizzas and <laughs> <laughs> party in our apartment so it yeah. was amazing and uh, you know just like you know summarize the resources part a bit so like what was your uh, number like top resources which you used before dedicated and which were the top resources that you used like during dedicated period just to, like you know sum it up a bit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the top two top resources before dedicated period for me were first aid and emboss mm. the top resource during the dedicated period was the u-world mm. and you know like how how many blocks of u-world you know is it's good for a person to do like you know during the dedicated period according to you mm-hmm. i think it depends on the pace of learning mm. and everybody has the different pace that's for true, example i take yeah, I, I take so long in reviewing the questions that I u- that I used to do like one and a half block per day. Mm-hmm. When when I was at the end of my dedicated dedicated period, I would do two or three blocks. But before, I would do only one or one and a half block because I think it's more important to learn the mistakes than doing as many questions as possible. Mm. And actually, this reminds me of the advice that i received from dr lionel raymond Mm. in one of his emails he told me that it's not the amount of questions that earns us the points on the step one or step two ck it's the amount of knowledge that we have Mm. so i would like to recommend to everyone that uh, yeah i would like to recommend to everyone that they learn as much as they can Mm -hmm. and then they apply this knowledge Mm. in the question yeah. question format uh, so i guess basically you know like make sure that you know you have good quality of understanding rather than just like you know go through all mm-hmm. the questions you know you can and just for the completion sake absolutely yeah well wow, that's very uh-huh. that's a very good line <laughs> yeah i agree 
to recall these questions that I was doubting if I got them <laughs> right or wrong and it it's the time of uh, time of anxiety and I think we should try to keep that anxiety in check and enjoy the fact that we have done and we have taken the exam so mm-hmm. uh, because anxiety doesn't add up to the points right yeah that's true. however even though i'm giving advice giving this advice to all our listeners <laughs> i would like i was not doing the same <laughs> i was so worried and so anxious about yeah, my score i mean that is pretty understandable you know it's a very you know i think a lot of time has been spent into it and and finally how, yes. how was it like you know when you actually got the results like how were you feeling after that it was amazing uh, however i would say that finding out the results the day when i found out results was not near as joyful as the day that i took my step 1 or step 2 ck i think the the process of taking the exam for me was more of a pleasure than finding out the results however results also gave me happiness like <laughs> i was very happy with my results yeah, i mean that's really impressive score mashallah that's very good like very really nice thank you so much actually it's a big inspiration to all other people you know who are planning to take you know step 1 hopefully people will be able to like you know kind of understand like you know the amount of dedication it takes and um, thank you okay now you know about zoo assembly you know like for the last of the day about zoo assembly this is the online tutoring and podcast also like that you have started what's the story behind zoo assembly and you know what's your purpose with it when the covid-19 pandemic started i received many messages from my friends classmates uh, also the like upper upper classmen the lower classmen that some of them are not able to go to the university due to various reasons so it was for example the distance between the site of residency and the university or it was the absence of the public transport during that time. So I thought maybe I can make like we can make a podcast for USMLE both step 1 and step 2 CK and the people will be able to listen to them without going to university and attending the classes. I'm not saying that USMLE replaces the classes certainly not. However, what I'm saying is that in USMLE we try to cover all the highest skilled information mm. and we try to be as time efficient as possible so in other words we try to explain as much as we can in that hour or hour and a half that we dedicate to each episode mm. and yes so every week we publish the new episode and it alternates between step 1 and step 2 ck content for example one week we will have an episode about the content from step 1 mm. the other week will be dedicated to step 2 ck and this cycle continues on yeah and you know i think recently i was listening to your uh, respiratory physiology episode <laughs> thank you really i nice. appreciate i appreciate that <laughs> it's really nice work that you know that you've been putting out and it's like you know for example you can just like when you're going on a walk or something 
or just in the bus you can listen to it and you know kind of be more productive as you transport and all the stuff so it's really nice in that sense exactly this is probably one of the main reasons as well for me to create a zoo assembly because i personally live a little bit far away from the university and i needed to fill that time with something productive i did not want to just walk to university so i myself was listening to many podcasts for step one and step to ck and then i said why shouldn't i make my own podcast for step one and ck so this is another reason why i did it mm-hmm. that's really nice and you know uh so like you know before we end the podcast i want to ask you is there any message mm-hmm. you like to tell to people preparing for step one right now any like you know advice or tips anything at all i would recommend to everyone that they take their time take your time because the once we have the high yield resources then the score is almost proportional to the amount of time that we invest in those resources what i'm saying is that once we have chosen the high yield resources then the more we study the higher the score is going to be i'm not saying that it's absolutely true and it's and it works in 100% however the more we know the higher the chances for the high score and at the same time please don't get discouraged by some people saying that either step 1 or step 2 ck is stressful i know that it sounds a lot like 8 hours and 9 hours but i would like to like i would like our listeners to imagine their day as one of the best days in their life because the the attitude towards that exam for me is, is half the job so mm. f- for me it depends on like with with what attitude and what energy i go into the prometric center mm. and i always go there like i'm going to smash everything so i want everybody to think that they are going to smash that exam <laughs> and also step to see it thank you so much that's actually very inspiring so thank you so much and you know i'll see you again soon thank you so much thanks mm.